Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show with your featured host, Shaw McCain, a forensics counselor, psychic, writer, artist, modern day Christian mystic, and UFO experiencer. Shaw introduced guests who are experts on all aspects of the paranormal and the sacred. The Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show has been featured on Blog Talk Radio as Staff Pick. And now for your host, Shaw McCain. Hey, hi everybody. We're live from Los Angeles, California on the Paranormal and the Sacred. I had an awesome guest tonight, almost so awesome that I can't hardly speak. Corrine DeWinner is with us. She's an award-winning author, gifted artist, and psychic medium. She's a Stoker Award winner for her poetry collection, The Women at the Funeral, and she's won numerous awards for her writing from the New York Quarterly Triton College of Arts and Sciences, the Rising Science Fiction Award. Her work has been applauded by such luminaries as William Peter Blatty, we all know him, the exorcist author, Tom Monteleon, Thomas Lugati, Nick Cage, Stanley Waiter, Heather Graham, and others. William Packard, former editor of the New York Quarterly, was a mentor, publishing DeWinner's work early on and inviting her to write The Present State of American Poetry, a regular feature in the journal. At Packard's invitation, she read her poetry at the New York New School in New York City and continued a rapport with Packard until his passing. Packer was a big supporter of a Charles Bukowski. We love him, remember him. And DeWinner was published with him several times in his last years. What an awesome guy. Corinne DeWinner at www.corinedewinter.com is an award-winning author and a certified psychic medium. Kara Center, the World Metaphysical Association, a naturalist, philanthropist, metaphysical seat. <laughs> if I could speak, artist and founder of the Small World Fund for Children. And she's actually the radio host for Supernatural Radio on the blog, talkradio.com website. The winner lives between this world and the next. And I would love to invite her on our show tonight. Hello, Hi, Winter. Hi, Hi Shar. I was stumbling over everything because I was I was trying to read it perfectly and then I got all jumbled up. Yeah, well, it's a long one, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not it. But, uh, your accolades are many, and uh, I really a- appreciate um, your writings. And I actually was reading some of your poetry today, and uh, it really reminded me, actually, of real-life experiences with uh, a lot of the tragedy and the ecstasy of men. Oh yes. Yep. So I was uh I was actually noticing that, dear. Hmm. Thank you. And I liked it. Good. I'm so glad. It was kinda like uh well, you have your your wonderful followers. You're you're not only multi talented, you have the arts and you have this uh, beautiful beauty side along with the dark side mixed in with the vampire side. What's going <laughs> on, girl? 
I know. It's like, you know, from reading my work, I sound so serious and, you know, sort of really dark. And then when people meet me, I'm cackling away and they're like, I can't believe that you would write that stuff because you don't seem like that in real life, you know, or whatever. It's kind of funny, you know, but I've always, I've always loved um, the paranormal, the supernatural, um, and just, I kind of grew up with it. Um, my mother was really into, you know, I mean, I remember when she went to see The Exorcist, and uh, she was so excited about it. She was into all that kind of stuff, and we used to play with the Ouija board all the time. I know it's not good, um, but um, so, and then I grew up near Salem, and I remember going to the Witch Museum when I was very young, and it was so inspiring to me that that really kind of started my trek into the supernatural. Um, so, well, yeah. Your, what was your family's belief system? Well, I grew up Catholic. Yeah. Um, and I would consider myself right now a Christian, not exactly Catholic, but Christian. I found it interesting when, when at the beginning of the show when you're being introduced on on who you are, you call yourself a Christian Christian witch. Is that what you said? Mystic. Mystic. I'm sorry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's very interesting to me. I mean, Shar, you know, a lot of people think that you can't mix the two. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's why I love the name of your show, the paranormal and the sacred. Um, I think that they they go well together. I don't think that there's anything that says you can't have this other side of Christianity along with, you know, delving into, you know, the the odd side of things, the supernatural side of things. Well, um, you know, that is that puts me in a little bit of a, a I I really love your acceptance of this and. What it does, it puts me in a, a quandary with some certain uh, Christians that um, I have a, a couple problems with family members because people aren't related to me. It doesn't bother me too much what they believe. I believe everybody should just believe what they believe. You know, it's up to them. But when it came to uh, one or two family members that believe uh, different from me, they they don't they don't see. Um, let's say they. They really think because I'm Greek Orthodox that that's even wrong. You know what I mean? I I really, I don't get it because they say that I have icons or I have crosses or I have all this. But I was baptized as an infant into the Greek Orthodoxy. I I was baptized by Archbishop Michael. I'm proud of it. I thank God I was, you know, really baptized right into an ancient church and religion. I still go by that. I'm not perfect at all. But, you know, at the same time, I would look around this, this loved one's house, and there's angel statues all over the whole house. So I don't, I don't get it. So I think right. people are saying, yeah, I, from my point of view, I, I really don't want to argue with them, but I'm hurt by them. It hurts me. Yeah, I mean, it's really, right, for them to kind of argue with you about that is the antithesis of yes. what Christ stands for. I know, and I'm flabbergasted because it usually happens over holiday dinners. 
So I'm just so, and plus they're hosting, so I'm not going to start an argument. You know, and then the aliens are are demons, and it really it gets into a whole big thing. And the her house is so beautiful for the holidays. Well, now she moved out of California, so I don't get over there too often. So I'm kind of relieved. But it was uh, it's kind of sad to be called on the carpet for something that you totally believe in God and Jesus and the saints and the Holy Trinity and everything, and then somebody saying, "But you're not the right kind of Christian." Right. Yeah, that's just it's it's nonsense to me. It's like you know? stabbing up to me. Really, it hurts me, but I don't want to hurt them back, so I'll just you know vent somewhere else. I guess you know, like like this. But all I want to tell everybody is that that, that uh, mystics aren't accepted either because. I have had a divine intervention with God, the Holy Spirit, and everything. I've had I've had direct contact with my higher power. That I think that's what the mysticism comes in is when you have divine intervention and direct contact, and then people will deny that even even though they have. I guess they haven't been there. They don't. I don't know. Right. Yeah. They can't. I mean. You know, people can only accept what they, you know, I mean, what I'm saying is for them to open their minds, they'd have to restructure their whole belief system, and people don't want to do that, you know, most times. Good point. Good point, really. Um, So you were brought up Catholic, and to me, um, all of it works together, and I can see a lot of that in your writing, actually. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. The symbolism and the, you know, what it kind of are. Um, did you ever read Anne Rice? Oh yes. Oh yeah, I could see that that maybe the New Orleans, the influence in Anne Rice, and then I actually could even go all the way back to Rob McEwen in the seventies that he wrote so directly about sex and, uh, um, you know, the angst about uh, women and men and the relationships and everything, and then you've got that, that gothic flair going. I, I really have enjoyed it, really. Oh, good, good. Well, I have a new book coming out, um, like, in the next month, I'd say. <clears throat> it's called, uh, it's just poetry this time, and... Um, it's called Awakening Persephone, and um, oh. so I'm looking forward to that, you know. Where can you find it? You'll be able to find it on Amazon and my website, kareendewinter.com. Oh, great. Now, Kareen, do you mind reading us one of your poems, or is that too much to ask? No, it's not too much to ask. Um, let me grab one here. Hold on just a second. Okay, I was going to ask time. Yeah. Um, but I forgot. I, I just, oh, here it is. Okay. So I just wrote this one, Char, the other night. I was actually reading, do you know who um, Rainer Maria Rilke is? No. Okay. Well, he's great. He's like, talk about communing with angels and being like a Christian. 
this guy was incredible, an, an incredible writer, um, just very spiritual. Um, you know, you you would really enjoy reading him, I think. Okay, so I was reading him the other night, and one line, because I look for one line to inspire a whole poem sometimes, and so I found the line, one of the lines in his work was the task of transformation. So that's mm-hmm. what this this poem is, the task of transformation. Oh, plus there was a frog in my house, and... Yeah. Um, I didn't know how the frog got in, and everyone was like, that means transformation, that means this and that. So I was like, okay, the task of transformation, okay. Unlike the colors blinking on a Christmas tree, it's not so quick to happen. It sort of drags along like walking in quicksand as we try to hold on to a low-hanging branch. As earthly beings, we want to stay mired in what we know, what we're used to, the familiar familiar shit we've learned up and down our whole lives. But transformation happens unseen and mostly hidden until its completion. Like a baby bird without full feathers, blind and lying still, waiting to be fed by a mouth from above. Transformation is a cocoon we unwittingly find ourselves in, a thing our souls have geared us toward, knowing that there is only one way to go forward. The task of transformation involves the things we call angel or demon or love and fear. The trick of it is to learn to dance with both, to find rhythm in the black and white stream of surrender. Whoa. That, that's it. <laughs> I know, it's a little deep, that's... right? <laughs> no, I love it. Um, I think you got to the right point there there's a saying that goes surrender to win and you're talking about you always wonder how long is this going to take I know (laughs) right how long you know and that's what it feels like exactly what you're oh it's a beautiful profound poem Thank you. Jeez, thanks. <laughs> it's profound because that's just how it feels. You know, how long is this going to take for this 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 new thing, this new turn in the in the bend? You know, I know. Like, it, it, I know. It's so. Believe me, especially right now, Shar. Everything is so disheartening, disjointed, chaotic, um, depressing, um, and. You know, uh, people amaze me, though, with their spirit, the way they get through things. I mean, this is throughout history. We get through things. So we are transforming even when we don't think we are. Do you know what I mean? Very good reminder. Very good reminder because we need to remember as we're getting unpinned for everything that we've hung on to, you know, we have to let go of that to move on to the next phase because uh, me and, and many others, and like you do too, we knew this was coming. And uh, now that it's happening, uh, we have to let go and move on to the next thing because there is a next thing. I don't know what that is. I don't know if you have any ideas because we're all asking ourselves what's that next thing. Yeah, Um 
I wish I knew, except I know it's going to be something that is not going to be, well, I can't say for sure, but it's everything has changed so much, and this has, yeah. you know, changed everything. And, I mean, I, I don't think it's going to end very soon at all. Um, and I think that, you know, I, I asked myself this too, Shar. I asked myself, what is this teaching me? What is mm-hmm. this, you know? And, I mean, besides patience, um, I don't know. I mean, the 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 one thing that I do get from all of this is that we have to realize that we are all connected. What you do affects me. What I do affects you. We have to start to understand that and own that because it's so true. And a lot of people are like out for themselves, as we know. Um, yeah. They don't. They don't. You know, care. They're, they're just like whatever willy-nilly and um i mean we have to start to realize that like you know everything boils down to this char love one another everything boils down to that and um you know if you read nothing else in the bible if you just read that one line that says it all you know yeah and we have to remember that no matter what it looks like that's the big test is that no matter how bad, you know, I was trying to think back, when did all this stuff start really? It didn't start in March. I think it started with uh, when the, now the name left me, the the big thing, the Notre Dame burned down in France. Right. I think that was the first big thing. Because I remember when that burned down, I was like, that is such a freaky thing to happen. They couldn't stop it. Like, okay, so it's burning. You can't get up there and put that out real quick. No, it burned to burn down to the, you know, the bottom. All the wood is gone. And I think that that I think that was the first big kind of shattering thing to happen that I can remember right. in recent memory. I don't know if you were thinking back like that. I don't know if I'm the only one who's thinking like that. Like, when did this? this really start to fall. I mean, you know, it's always in history, but I was thinking right. in history, what was the biggie? And for Notre Dame to burn like that, to me, was a, was a shocking thing. It was shocking. Right. Well, I mean, are you, do you know much about astrology? I don't know a lot about it, but I know mm-hmm. that, okay, so remember in the 60s, I mean, we were we were too young to be, like, running around in the 60s. <laughs> But, I mean, you know how they sang about the age of Aquarius? Yes, yes. And, you know, harmony and understanding, blah, 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 blah. So we are now, we just entered the age of Aquarius. So does this mean that, you know, with the harmony and understanding, it means, I think, that things have to break down because this, you know, like that old saying, you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet. I think yeah. that we need we need things some things are breaking down because we need to start from the top up again or something. So I think that the age of Aquarius is you know going it's not always going to be so chaotic but I think that the, that's part of this whole new awakening if you want to put it that way um this rebirth so to speak. 
So hopefully, yeah. you know. Yeah, because it just seems like the powers that have been are still hanging on, clinging for dear life and do not want to change. I mean, I'm hearing the same age-old rhetoric. You know, I saw all these people be dead and gone, really. I think I've been alive long enough to think, well, these people will be passed away. We're going to go into peace, love now and everything. On the contrary, it's everybody is hanging on for dear life to the old way, and it's gonna it's being ripped out of their hands forcefully. I mean, yes, it, it's uh, it's earth shattering. Yes, but I don't know I how know. else. How else, if not, because peacefully is not seeming to make it. Uh, it's it's uh, I'm not concerning. I'm not condoning force at all. I believe in Martin Luther King, what he had to say, the peace and everything else. I believe it. However, what's happening is the young people aren't seeing it working. You know, so when I look out in the street, I see so many young people out there marching and marching and marching. I know why they're still marching, because they're sick of it. Yeah. I agree. What world are they going to be? Are they seeing a world that they want? Do they want what was the past? No, they they actually are just having a different vision. You right. know, I don't completely understand everything. I can understand their wanting. I don't understand everything, but I do know that they want to see something different, something where everybody fits, and that's exactly what was happening in the '60s. Same thing. Right. 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 I think, like you just said, it's like I believe in peace too, but peace hasn't worked for hundreds of years. It hasn't worked. Nothing has changed. I'm not saying go and, you know, you know, start fires or anything like that. I'm not saying that. But what is it going to take for things to change? What they're they doing. Need to. Yeah. They they have a lot of courage. Uh, they're doing stuff that I physically can't even do. I can't believe how long those kids were marching yesterday. I was watching, I guess it was happening in D.C., but they were walking so far, walking and walk. I was like, oh, my God, are they tired yet? No, they kept walking until it was nighttime. And the same people were out in front and they're still walking. They good, believe in good. What I know they have the stamina. And they're going to do it because, face it, they're, they're the leaders of the world. They're the ones that are going to be running this thing. Right, right. Another, you know, I probably won't be in around another 20, 30 years. I'll be gone. So they're going to be taken over. And, you know, I don't know. These kids are, are I have hope for them. Me I too. Do. Because I love the way some of them are talking. Like, they're just so smart and they're just, you know, they're they're great. You know, the ones that are looting and doing all that, that crazy crap has gone on for generations. Right. And I will say about the looting, um, it's one thing to um, break into a clothing store or a computer store and steal right on the spot like that. It's another thing to get looted by our own government when they gave billions of dollars to Fortune 500 companies. That didn't need it. Okay, now you got to go. Now you got a point there. Is that what we're seeing? This is what people are appalled by: is the 
the violence that they're seeing, the smashing of the windows, the burning of the police thing and everything else. But what they're actually not seeing is the big pillage and the raping of the big companies that have taken lives, poisoned our world. Yeah. Who knows how the countless cancers and the chemical, oh, my God, the the devastation of the billion trillionaires have actually lived off the back of all of us and the feeding of chemicals at the same time. You know, I have to wonder when I'm eating watermelon, there is no seeds in that watermelon. You know what I mean? I was was eating a watermelon. I was like, where the heck are the seeds in this watermelon? I was like, what the heck am I eating? You know, it's no. crazy. Yeah. I mean, the whole GMO thing is terrible. Uh, yes. You know, Monsanto, the whole freaking, you know, th- everything that they've propagated. And, you know, but, I mean, it's just we could go on and on about the ridiculousness oh, yeah. and the disgusting acts that have been forced on us, you know. But, yeah. I mean, I don't know, you know. Um, I did. I want to ask you something though. So I didn't realize that you actually were a psychic, Char. Let can oh. we talk about how you, you know, you get like how you connect with spirit? Okay. Um, well, so let's say somebody had. Somebody, okay, now I can't even say these are dead people because sometimes they're live people. People come to me in my sleep usually, and they'll tell me stuff. Like they'll talk to me. They'll either show me a picture or they'll full-on tell me, well, this and this and this. This is going to happen, and I want this. This has happened. They have told me what they want at their funerals, that they're going to be dead in, let's say, 30 days and stuff like that. And then I have to go tell people, Can I? I have to ask permission first. You know, that I'm sorry to tell you, but your dad's going to be dead in 30 days. You know what I mean? Oh, yikes. Yikes. It's scary, but there's a reason I have to say it because nobody's expecting it. And then before that, somebody's going to die a week before that and ahead of him. And it turned out, yes, my best friend's father and her sister-in-law were both in the hospital at the same time for the same thing. She died a week before he did, and then he passed. And then we were at funerals for week after week, and if I didn't say anything, nobody would have been ready for this. Oh, wow. I know. It was quite shocking. And in the dream, he was, like, posing for me and sort of like military style, you know. Mm -hmm. And I ended up taking the pictures, and, and he had the full military thing there at the funeral. And I was taking the pictures because my friend, when she was going to pass out, said, do you want me to do the pictures? And so while I was taking the pictures is when I when it all came full circle, and I, I was crying a flood of tears, really. I, I because bet. Because he had, he had asked me to do this, and I you don't know sometimes what's unfolding, so it's a lot like that. Wow. You know, drastic things that I, to me, I think they're alive, and uh, sometimes they are alive, you know. So right. I've had people walk up to me at a funeral and hug me, and we're sad because of who's dead, and I'll be hugging them and thinking, you're next, but it's a terrible feeling, and they are next. Wow. You know? How it's do weird. you deal with that? 
Yeah. It's, it's, I'm having a problem now because, uh, you know, other stuff started happening, you know, that uh, I've always been able to talk to plants and animals and now it's buildings and things that I thought were inanimate aren't inanimate. Everything has energy. And right. I'm just like a new learner, learner of this thing. I know Native Americans have always known this, but I've just found out, you know, everything has a spirit. And, you know, they talk to me. They send me dreams or they're talking to me, and I'm wondering, like, why are you? Are you alive? You know, like. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just happened with the house next door, and he was petrified because they were tearing his roof off. So I had all these dreams about devastating hurricanes and all this other stuff. So I finally figured out it was the house next door. And I had to go talk to him and pat him. And I was just hoping nobody was seeing me pat this house. So I had my hand patting the house and saying, you're okay, but just changing your roof. I just, I had to give therapy to a house. And sure Jeez. enough, they put the roof on. He was, it, it's a crazy life. So I've been deeply affected. I've been deeply affected by everybody running around confused. You know, everybody, mm-hmm. like what you were saying earlier about that confusion that's afoot right now. You know, I feel everybody's confusion. I you bet. Know? So I'm not, but you really helped me. You did a little mini reading, and that's what made me uh, be really aware of you and your work and everything, is that you did a beautiful reading for me. It was really short reading, and it was for Facebook. And you said something to me that was very profound. And you said that the Blessed Mother was with me. And at that time that you were saying that, of course I had the Blessed Mother candle going, and I have her uh, a couple icons of her and stuff like that. But she helped me a lot, and she has come to me in dreams. To have her come to me in a dream. She's come to me in a dream over the ocean, even. Profound. I can't tell you. That's why it meant so much to me. I don't think you realized what you were saying, but you said it, you know. Yeah, a lot, said, a lot of times. Yeah, a lot of times I can't remember what I t- what I've said to people. Yeah, you know. Yes, I was thinking that. That's why I wanted to explain to you that she was coming to get me actually, but I turned back because people here were singing the Amazing Grace, so I came back. But I was going over. She was coming for me, so she means a lot to me. Wow. Well, I'm glad that I said something that made sense, you know. <laughs> it, made <a> lot of, <laughs> it made a lot. It made a lot of sense to me, but it was actually sometimes we just need that that affirmation, and you gave me that beautiful affirmation. Good, good. And I really, yeah. I really appreciated it. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that we did connect that way, you know. Yeah. Now you're pretty. Uh, beautiful yourself there, Missy. Well, well, hell. I used to be. I'm getting kind of old now. No, shush. Oh, yeah. Well, I still, <laughs> the guys are still after me, but now I just think they're crazy. <laughs> well, I got these crazy testosterone-filled young dudes after me, and it's like, this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> it is. It's crazy. <laughs> well, one guys, of them... One of them might be good. Which one? <laughs> are we saying Joe Schmo or are we going to talk about Anthony the Great? Either one. 
<laughs> so, yeah, that's a good, what you just said reminded me of something. Um, so do you think, Shar, that we can, like, did you ever read a book called Somewhere in Time? Yes. Okay, do you remember what it was about? Well, it was about affairs on many different times. Yeah, the guy went back yeah. in time, and he had no, you know, he was in love with this girl, and yeah. he. So, anyways, do, what do you think about that? Do you think that we can actually? Because I mean, I have crushes on a lot of dead guys, you know. Um, <laughs> I I did that with um, I was reading oh gosh this is embarrassing to admit really I started sweating uh, I was reading the Christian author uh, C S Lewis yeah and I was just reading and read all his books and I was like oh my god this guy is incredible I gotta write him a letter and then I found out well he had passed a long time ago you know what I mean right yeah how he his wife is that she wrote him they started writing and uh so i actually had a crush on c.s lewis wow i know no that's cool he was so cool you know what i mean very cool full of just um there's there's you know, along the lines of the Christian mysticism and what it means to be a Christian, I mean, his books really heavily dealt into it. You know, yeah. him and, uh, well, you know, authors like him. I can remember Chris, uh, Evelyn Underhill was another author that I would love to have known her in her time. And she wrote a lot about the the Christian mysticism, was the title of her book. Evelyn Underhill, and she wrote a lot about uh, what's happening to all of us right now. And part of the book was about the dark night of the soul, when things are bad and messed up. And like you said, it's supposed to be that way. You know, how else are we going to cry out for help or get help or change? Right, right. Did you read the screw tape letters by Lewis? Yeah, of course I did. Wasn't that sure. cool though the way he did that? I mean, showing how the devil is, you know, gets under people's skins and like just yes. uh, it was so neat, you know. Well, little by little, you know, just stop praying. You know, just you know, just stop reading your Bible and just little by little stop lighting your candle. That's how it went. You know what I mean? Just subtly, just don't believe in the. The corniness of the Bible or the corniness in Christian writers, and you know what I mean. Just pretty soon, you know, I don't care about nothing. So we have to cling right. to. I think we have to cling to uh, some of our traditions. A lot of stuff needs to be thrown out the window. Some of them I have to just cling to, just so I have my feet. Okay, you know, my mentor said, "Keep okay. It's okay to put your heads in the clouds. Fine, but keep your feet on the ground." You know what right. I mean? Just have yourself grounded in some way, even though, you know, the sky's the limit as far as creativity or whatever is concerned. But you have to be grounded in some way. And I think that, um, you know, I'm I'm a little worried about people right now because I don't think they feel grounded. Um, you know, I know of quite a few people that have taken their own lives. I don't know why. 
you're thinking that like now is the time. I don't I don't understand what they're doing. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. What are, what's your feelings on this? Um, I feel that <clears throat> some people. I don't see anything. Well, I don't know how you feel about suicide, but I don't think that if you kill yourself that you're going to hell. I don't believe that. Um, I believe that sometimes it's just too painful to live this life. It is very painful to be a human being. We know that, right? And some people just can't, they just cannot take it anymore. So I understand wanting to kill yourself. Um, And I think that it's just a reset for them. It's like I know that they have to learn some things when they get over there, you know, for having taken their life. It's not not it's not like they go to hell or anything like that. It's just that they learn, you know, okay, maybe I could have done this or maybe what whatever the case may be. We're all learning when we get over there, all of us, you know. Yeah. Um But I I can understand them wanting to leave, you know. I mean, and. I, I mean, I don't know what your beliefs are in, in the afterlife, about the afterlife, but, I mean, it's just, <laughs> Char, I think it's just way better there than it is here. <laughs> well, but I if, think... that, if, if people came back and said, you know, well, people have come back and said, yeah. man, I didn't want to leave, you know. Yeah, I have done the so, same. I've gone and uh, and didn't want to come back, but. Then I realized why, well, because when I left, it was when my kids were little. And the reason why I came back is because of them. Because I was up there with God. I felt his love. I felt like I was there. But then I thought, what about my kids? As soon as I thought that, I was back here, slammed back into my body. It was bad to come wow. back. Wow. Wow. It hurt. It, it hurt like you're coming into a, going through a keyhole to get back. It's it's going easy. Going is easy. Leave it, you know, coming back is rough. And then I regretted it for about a week, but then, you know, I ended up having three grandchildren. So, you know, it's time passes, and I know God is love, and everybody has their time. Uh, I don't know exactly know. I When you cut yourself short, what happens? I don't know. Yeah, I think it's I don't just like what, a... Go ahead. I don't want to take any chances. I just want to deal with what I got, try to deal with the deck I've been handed, you know. Some of it I don't right. like, some of it I do like. Right. There's I know, right? Yeah, there's a lesson in everything. Uh, I wish I was uh, kind of a different type. A lot of the times I wish that I was different, you know, Um it's been complicated because I thought when I got to a certain age, I would actually be free of a lot of stuff that I have. But now it's got more intense. Let's say psychically speaking or understanding things about life on this world, it's gotten more intense. You know, I'm not, I'm kind of a little bit suffering with it a little. Oh? Yeah. I, do you think that... um I mean, it, it, if it's burdensome to you to feel these things, can you ask that you, you know, that it just backs off a little bit maybe? 
Yeah, I'm scared. Uh, I've asked before, and they did back off. You know what I mean? So yeah, I I do want to learn whatever this is, but you know, from what what happened in the past, uh, my relationship did not understand. You know what I was going through is because I was having this sight of worldwide stuff. You know, and that's kind of hard to take. You know, right. you've seen, seen it's happening all over the world. It's pretty drastic. And then read it in the paper the next week, you know. My husband right. would say that, oh, you talked about this last week. It's in the paper this week. What's wrong? What's going on with you? You know, all this. But I've got to think about what you just said. Yeah, think about it, you know. Um, I mean, it's not easy. Like I just said, it's like, you know, geez. I think I've heard, and I don't know if this is true, but I've heard that once we get to the other side, there's a huge party because they're like, you went to Earth to be a human, to be human. And, yeah. man, is like one of the hardest things to ever do. And I believe it, you know. Well, that was in one of C.S. Lewis's book. Um, I don't know if it was about uh, they were standing in heaven and watching this big parade. And this woman was, uh, they were celebrating her, and they had all these banners and everything. And they're asking her, what what happened? What did they celebrate? So, well, she overcame. She overcame whatever it was. You know what I mean? And that's right. what we're doing and what we're celebrating is the overcoming of whatever this is. Because we each have, if you want to call it a cross, if you want to call it whatever, everybody's got something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm aware of it that everybody's got something, and that uh, we have to find out, you know, how to cope and how to carry on, how to bloom under our circumstances even now, how how to uh, thrive. Like like you, you wrote that beautiful poem, you know, and that's what we're supposed to be doing this time of the crunch. We're getting pounded to death. This is the time where we were supposed to be writing in poetry and art, and this is the time the creatives start popping out, you know? Right. Yeah. time to creativity. Yeah. One of the best lines I ever heard was um, Ram Dass, who just recently died. He had that book that came out, I think it came out in the 60s, Be Here Now. Anyways, he said in that book, he says, you have to keep an open heart even in hell. And I think that is such a great um, line, you know. That's so, yeah. yeah, so to ke- keep our hearts open and, you know, I mean, it's not, you know, and th- there's also something, I think it's in the Bible that says one of the hardest things to do as you get older is to stay sweet or something to that effect. Oh, um, and I understand that because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you know, most people get, well, not everyone, but a lot of people get more bitter as they get older and they get sick or whatever. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it's just, uh, it's it's a tightrope. Every, every day is a tightrope walk, you know? Right. Yeah. And some people know how to do it, though, I noticed. People are out there gardening and they're painting their houses and they're starting up their bands and they're doing. People are doing it. I'm mm-hmm. proud of everybody that's doing that. I think it's fantastic. Me too. Me too. 
you know, more I, I didn't realize, Shar, that you had been um had UFO experiences. Uh oh. No, not uh oh. <laughs> I just would you tell me about one of them or would you would you like to tell me about it? I'd love to hear it. I'm sure. I'm positive. Lord have mercy. Well, <laughs> This girl, you can tell that uh, you interviewed too, because uh, I'm a I'm an experiencer from since I was a kid. Wow. And when I was a kid, I had reoccurring dreams that these metal people. I used to think of them as like metal with big black eyes, and they were like metal-looking bullet people, you know. And I guess now they call them grays, but to me, they look like metal something and then they take me to a metal ship and over and over and over I went into therapy when I was like 19 trying to get marriage counseling imagine but anyway uh I would tell him he said uh, you have any recurred dreams I said yeah the metal people and the little people are taking me into the spaceship like if, so, if somebody told me that I would actually ask him about that you know what I mean but they yeah. they never asked me about any of it but then uh, I was having all kinds of bizarre experiences. And then I met one of my best friends, is still my friend. We met when, uh, I think she was 18, I was 19. And I was babysitting for her. And uh, pretty soon we started partying together. And we had a lot of weird experiences together. But really, I thought I was, it was the tequila influence, you know, and the party. <laughs> we had a lot of bizarre experiences, really. And, uh, then we were going. We were on the freeway. We actually saw a UFO together. And then we realized that we had been abducted together many, many, many times to this day. And uh, oh. back then, what were we doing? Drinking. She was working at, you know, some retail place, and I was babysitting. And we were drinking on the weekends. Anyway, I turned in to be a forensic counselor, and she turned out to be a rocket scientist, and that's what happened. So I have dreams of being at her work. Now she works for an aerospace company that they're doing experiments with uh, genetics and stuff like that, and they have me there. And I'm, you know, coaching them on how to take care of these little beings. So that's what's happening to date. So that's still in the works. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Well, no wonder you're whole, under pressure. I am under pressure. They won't leave me alone. Jeez. Oh, my God. There's a lot of stuff going on that uh, is so odd that really I can't verbalize some of it. You know, I just found out that I just put it on my Facebook page that that we have in, in our interdimensional brain, the way we actually can put together things, that we, we can actually, inside of our own brains, put together 11 different dimensions. Now, when I have been abducted or whatever they're doing to me, they have shown me other dimensions. And that's why I was aware of even things existing that we don't have a word for. I, can't even t- I can only maybe draw you a picture of some of it. There is no language that we have in our any human language, any language, doesn't matter what language you're speaking, it doesn't, we don't have a word for it here. It does not exist here mm-hmm. in our third or fourth dimension, whatever you want to say. 
And then right. how could our brains think in 11 dimensions when we're living in three dimensions? That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah, totally. I hear that, yeah. What do you <clears throat> think that means? I think that, um, yeah, I be, you know, I mean, I haven't been to other dimensions, but I, like, what do you think about the idea that we're living simultane- simultaneous lives at, at, while we're living this one? I don't know. I've seen something. I've seen something, but I haven't observed. Wait a minute. I've seen other dimensions, but I haven't observed myself in a different dimension. Right. I have well, seen I, my daughter. You've seen your what? Daughter? I have actually seen my 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 twin out there. There is one just like me. Oh. I have seen. Okay. That's cool. It is. I saw her in junior high. And uh people kept saying there's some somebody looks just like you cuz people kept saying hi to me. I said I don't really know you. And uh, finally, they introduced us, well, from a distance, and she looked just like me. Wow. She was my twin. It's very strange when, when it happens. You know, there, yeah. people, have, people have questions for you. Do you feel like answering any questions tonight? Yeah, I'll answer some questions. Okay, seven, six. So I'm going to get you on the line, so get ready. Don't go into shock. You have a question here. You've been waiting patiently. May I ask your first name, please? Area code 276. Denise. Hi, what's your first name? Denise. Hi, Denise. Do you have a question for our guest, Corrine? Um, yeah. Okay, I just got a new set of tarot cards. How do you clear them when you first get them? Um. I don't know because I don't use tarot cards. Oh, you don't? Okay. No. Well, dang, now I have to come up with another question. (laughs) (laughs) You have another question? (laughs) Yeah, just give me a second. (laughs) I'm going to figure out how to put the words together. Don't be nervous. This is live radio, but don't be worried, though. (laughs) Do you want to give you a minute? Um, Well, yeah. Okay, I'm going to put you on hold again, but but go ahead. Okay. I'll put you on hold and then get you on. Okay, give her a little break, poor thing. Okay, now, (laughs) next. Hi, you've been waiting a long time, Internet person. Can you have your first name? It's uh, Asia. Hi, how are you tonight? I'm doing well on yourself. Where are you calling from? I am calling from Brooklyn. Oh, cool. Okay. Do you have a question for our guest tonight? Uh, let me see. <laughs> She's able to help me. <laughs> hey, man. I'm okay, talking so, everybody. Okay. <laughs> but you don't do parry cards, which is fine. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't even know. Do you want to do you want a quick reading or do you want any other thing like that? Yeah, I just have a question about should I it's something that I want to do but I'm also intuitive myself and I pick up the energy of others. I don't do tarot cards as of yet, but when I move I want to get into it more heavy more heavier. 
so I guess, I don't know. Do you want to ask the question or should I just continue to listen to the show? What do you think, Corrine? Uh, I'm I'm sorry. Like I didn't understand what she was asking. Oh, yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, okay. She wants to get um, into. Are you on uh, okay, Skype yeah, or something? Yes, I am on Skype. Yes. Yeah, that's why it's kind of wavering, and uh, that's what happens with Skype on here. I don't know why, but are you asking that you want to get into sort of like readings for people, and you want to get advice on how to get deeper into it? Because I think. Yes. Yeah, I think what you, she's asking is classes that you take. I think you have taken some, Corrine. Yeah. Um, I would suggest, okay, I know a, an excellent teacher. Her name is Suzanne Giesman. It's Suzanne's S-U-Z-A-N-N-E, and the last name is G-E-I-S-S-M-A-N. If you could take a, and I know she's offering some new classes coming up. If you could take a class with her, that would be amazingly helpful to you. And I also suggest um, that you do your own research and reading a lot of books on this. Um, And um, just on your friends and listening to your own intuition. Like it sounds like you do. But it's important mm-hmm. that you um, sort of get to know the, the person, the, the your spiritual, your soul. You got to speak to your soul. Your soul knows better than than I, than you do, and our souls know better than we do. Um, so get used to sitting quiet and talking to your soul. And um, but yeah, if you want to take a class, I would suggest her. She is excellent. Okay, I'm definitely going to take the class. Um, also, as far as listening to my soul, you are right. Because mm-hmm. some of the energy I pick around people, and I said, oh, no, but I know that the energy is not lying. So, yes. Yeah. Good. Well, thank you, Lisa. Thank you very much. We can't, we're having trouble hearing you, but I understand what you're getting at, but. Uh, thank you oh. so much for listening, and I'm going to put you on hold so you can keep listening, and thank you for that question. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, so thank you. Yeah, it's, that's the, the issue that I have with Skype is uh, there's kind of a wavering kind of a, I don't know. I know. No, I, I have the same issue. Okay. That's, now you know it just wasn't me. Now. Now we know. <laughs> okay, now we're going <laughs> to. Now, you know, I wasn't trying to be modern or whatever I'm trying to be. Now, you you have a couple things that you're interested in, and one is the thing that I was thinking about is that your benefits for the children. And um, can you tell us somewhat about that? I'd like yeah. to hear about it. Yeah, so I started um, helping children. Well, I was 15 years old, actually, when I started um giving to, you know, the, on the low level, save the children. So I started when I was 15 years old. I had a couple kids. And then I decided I wanted to do more. So when I was about 19, I started to, um, I started this organization, which is just me. It's like I'm not getting any, no one's helping me with it, but it's just me actually giving to families in need, um, children in need, um, 
you know, that type of thing. If they can't afford something or they can't afford Christmas presents or something, I will help them. So I've been doing that for, geez, God, it's got to be like 30 years now, I guess. Um, So, yeah, but I love it, Char, because I, like, I don't know the people that I'm helping. Like, I do it through these organizations, these local organizations, and I never get to see the kids opening the presents or I never get to, you know, actually meet anybody. But it's, you know, it's just, oh, my God, I just love it. It's like that is like one of my most fulfilling things to do is to help people in need. I just love doing it. So, yeah, I'll well, always do that. To have, what better way to have a Christmas is to share it and do stuff for somebody else. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And one of my prayers, one of my prayers every night is that give me the means and the opportunity to help others. And I always find the means and opportunity. So that's like a prayer of mine, you know, and I've been fortunate that I could do it. Like even, even when I've been like, um, you know, people are like, you must have a lot of money. No, I don't. It's like I buy stuff all year long and anticipation, like whatever's on sale or whatever, you know what I mean? I'll get stuff all year long and then I'll have it and, you know, waiting for the holidays to come up. And it's not like a big thing, you know, it's not like I'm spending thousands of dollars. It's like I'm just shopping smartly. And um, so it's it's like, I just, I love it. I don't ever want to not do that. I mean, it's just so, such a huge part of my life now, you know? No, that would be good for all of us to do. I mean, nobody would be, have lacking if we would all just do that. You know, oh, you're, yeah. a great, you're a great example to all of us, really. You know, if we would just share more, uh, nobody would be without, you know, if we could all do it, just think how better the world would be. Oh, I know. Um, and I mean, I once said to a woman, there's one in four children that go to bed hungry in America. And she argued with me and she said, that can't be true. And it is true. It's true. So, I mean, you know, whatever way we can help, even if it's just listening to somebody or writing a card I mean, if you don't have any money, I understand, you know, but it doesn't take money sometimes to help others, you know. No. It just takes a a loving – one time I was in a line behind this lady, and this lady was very tall. She looked like a big lawyer lady, you know what I mean? And she was in a business suit, and uh, she was all in tweed and everything, and uh, – she had even a little hat on and everything, but I I looked down, and she had a magazine, a pint of ice cream, and uh, something else. And then I looked at her, and I just knew that girl needed a hug. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, said her, I said, is everything okay? And she said, no. And I said, do you need a hug? And she said, yes. And so I hugged her. And you would never have approached her because she has a lawyer, big lawyer demeanor. You know what I mean? Right. But what happened is her cat died, and she just felt awful and lonely and messed up. And, and usually those the lawyer people are the ones that never get the hugs. 
You know what I mean? That's true. I'm so glad that I did that because yeah. I could see what was what was happening. She was doing what I would do. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That was very so sweet. We can, we can alleviate each other's suffering if we just kind of notice each other. Mm-hmm. You know, you're having a bad day. Like, you can't just randomly do that because you might give somebody a bad day. You're <laughs> right, having a right. bad day. Well, no, not that you said that, but, uh, you know, you're not <laughs> sure, <about, laughs> be sure about what you're doing. So I don't advise you to random, but if all the signs are there and then you ask permission, you know, if is everything okay, then you say, okay, great. You know, it depends on how your heart, I guess, what you're doing, but... Anyway, right. should I ask that lady if she wants to ask a question yet? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. All right. These people are patient and they're brave. Okay, brave young lady, what's your question now? Well, I'd like to get a message from my son. I okay, that it. was the real question. Okay, that was the real question. Okay, yeah. So I think I know who this is. Okay. Um, is this? This is Denise, right? Um, Let me see if I can get something from him. Let me see. So if I was to say to you, Denise, was there something to do with mushrooms and him? I know it sounds weird, but was there something to do with mushrooms I'm not sure. Like, did he once pick mushrooms and you had to, like, he almost ate them or something? Or I don't know. I don't know why that's coming to my mind. Well, I've I've been contemplating picking up some dandelion eggs, like the flower part, and they're supposed to taste like mushrooms. <laughs> And I was going to do it tonight. I'm like, no, nah, they're mostly closing. So I, I didn't pick any to do it. And he used to pick them for me, the dandelions when he was little. Oh, okay. Okay. They'd be like Aww. all wilted and singing by a friend, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I know that you're, I think you're in Virginia, but does Kentucky have anything to do with you? Yeah, I used to live in Kentucky. Oh, okay, okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. I know his name is Aaron. Um, would he be, uh, uh, Denise, would he be, and I, I'm not even sure when exactly he died, but would he be 15 now? Um, He would be... Thirty-two. Oh, thirty-two. Okay. He was twelve when he passed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that was I, nineteen years. I don't know what the fifteen means. Um, I just got fifteen. Um, hmm. Yeah, you stumped me too. Cause I'm like, not sure. Hmm. Baseball. He's going to play baseball. Baseball? They play baseball over there? Yeah, I think they do. Really? I I think they do, yeah. Why not, you know? 
<laughs> I I just you know every time I give you a reading, Denise, I feel like he is so present in your life that it's like I I don't even know what to say except that you know he's there, and he's like, but but he's so um, supportive of you of everything. Like he's very proud of you. That's uh, that's the feeling I get every time I give you a reading. You know? Yeah. I just feel like he's so proud of you. He's like, Mom. You know what I mean? Like you go, Mom. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what you know. And I know you know this already. I don't have to. I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. But I think sometimes we forget how how present they are in our lives, you know? Yeah, I think we do. And Denise, uh, Char, Denise is also a reader. Oh, Denise. Hi. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. <laughs> what ha- I don't know what happened to your son, but I know that uh, I lost a niece when she was 14, and I'm still not over it. Yeah, it's he was twelve from leukemia. I'm sorry. Yeah. I do have one particular question and maybe you can enlighten me how to help her. My daughter has continuously had bad things happen to her. What? Like, you know, just bad things happen every week something else happens like not horrific bad but bad how can I help her are you putting you know white Christ light around her is she is she doing this also herself I don't know if she's like you know self-sabotaging herself by saying well that thing's going to happen anyway, so why don't you even try, you know. I don't know how to help her. I just feel so overwhelmed when, she, you know, when I, I feel terrible that when I, when she calls me or messages me that I get so, over, I can feel her negativity. I don't know how that I can help her. The only way I know how to help someone is to put that <clears throat> Christ light around them. Imagine it around her. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 a continuous thing surrounding her. Like, you know, that that protects her, that inspires her um and she should be doing this too. I don't know if she what she believes in. I don't know her what she, you know, but I mean, that's the only way I can help anyone aside from doing everything for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Well, does she have any substance abuse issues or anything like that? Does she have any what? Substance abuse issues or alcohol no. issues? No, she don't. <laughs> so, She's just, you know, over... She works all the time, and she's by mm-hmm. herself, and she's pregnant. <laughs> well, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> well, she's yeah. hormonal, man. 
I know she's hormonal, but she's. I would just listen to her. She she's just really a mess right now, and she's working hard, and she's pregnant. She's just on the lunatic fringe. I would just have compassion and uh, keep thinking like pink roses and feet rubs, and just think of it like that. Don't take. I think you want to fix it because you're her mom. Instead, she yeah, she needs. I feel, I feel bad because I I can't do anything. You don't. You don't have to do anything. Just tell her. She needs her feet rubbed, and you know she needs flowers. She needs to be babied herself. Right. I don't. I don't know how you can do that, but verbally you can do it. Yeah. Just just say you love her, and I know you don't feel good, or you know what I mean. Take a hot shower now, honey. You know what I mean. Put some warm, yeah. nice. It's hot. I don't know where she is, but put your cool nightgown on, and you know you just have to baby her a lot right now. And tell her to get extra pillows to put between her legs so she can get comfortable. She's just miserable. Yeah. Yeah, she's got three more months to go. Lord have mercy. (laughs) She's in the big room. Poor grandma and mom because this is the worst. I mean, she's not. At the end, she'll get beautiful, but right now this is a mess. It's a hormonal influx. Yeah, she is now. Yeah, this is your fault. Damn him! He did. Yeah. It. I know. <laughs> you have fun. You have fun with it. You know what I mean. So try to yeah. to to comfort her as a mommy can, because you know what she needs. She needs that comforting. And don't take yeah. the burden on yourself, because you're like a sponge. You're like me. We just sponge it all. Yeah, so I do. It's not. It's not your problem. It's it's your your happiness, so remember to be happy. And that white light thing works. Okay. You know. Okay. Well, thank you. Oh, thank you for listening, Denise. Oh, um, I, I wanted to mention one thing. Um, I used to do it, and I'm, I haven't done it in a while, but it's called Witch Upon a Hero. It's a national organization. Oh. And they have anywhere from... Um, Sending cards to people, um, like um, a fun drive or some kind of like that. It's called okay. Wish Upon Hero. If anybody's interested in looking into it, and yeah. even, you know, if you want to do something simple as to send a card, like the one year um, my daughter was having a good birthday, um, so there was like seventy people that sent her birthday card. Oh, wow. She was probably about 13 or 14 years old. It was shortly after her brother had passed away. Well, what's the contact information on that? But it was a a really good organization. I'm not sure if they're still going on, but it was a couple years ago when I was doing it. It's called Wish Upon a Hero. Wish Upon a Hero. Okay, Mm -hmm. nice. Thank you, Dan. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Well, you guys have a I'm going to go study for school. Yeah. <laughs> okay. God bless you, man. Take care of yourself. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay, bye bye. Bye. Well, that was that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> that was nice, really. Um. So now we need to uh, wrap this up. I don't want to impose on your time. Uh, thank everybody for tuning. So many people have tuned in and tuned on, and they're in the chat room. I I don't know. They haven't asked me any questions. I don't think. They're talking to each other down there. 
Yeah, I haven't seen any questions. Yeah, I haven't seen any questions with a lot of talking to each other. So anyway, um, I want you to tell me where to get your books, where to get all your stuff at, where's your website. I need all your information. Yeah, so, okay, so I also sell purple energy plates too, which we don't have to get into now, but um, so that, but they're, in fact, I, purple energy plates. Go ahead. I've got to send you one, Char. But anyways, um, okay, so you can find all of my artwork and books at com, And um, I'm on Facebook, too. Kareen DeWinter Author is one of my pages there. And then I have a separate page there. And I also give readings for free in a group called awakening ophelia so if you look for that facebook group i will give free readings on occasion there and we have a bunch of other really good readers there so visit visit me there if you'd like and i think that's that's about all my contact that's great uh, when your books are still available i was seeing them they're on they're on amazon they're on your website and i want to thank you so much for uh, just being who you are and then what you're giving to the world because I could actually feel that kindness and your generosity and your your skills and your talent. And uh, I just want to thank you for being good human upon the earth. Thank you so much, thank Miss. Thank you, Char. And thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Very welcome. And uh, the, the door is always open to you. And uh just keep us all in your prayers, and uh, we love you very much, and I appreciate you being on board tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, you take care, miss. You too. You too. Okay, God bless you all. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye, Carl. So anyway, this has been a fabulous show. I want to thank all the people that called in, everybody that was our guests, and I love you guys very much. And I want to say a shout-out to some birthday people, Lauren Lawrence, one of our wonderful guests. Uh, It's her birthday, and I would like to say uh, happy birthday, Lisa Hudson, and to Paul Sonnenhausen. And I also, if you could pray for my cousin, Marion Simpson. She's been in the hospital, and uh, just pray for her wellness and uh, thinking so much of her and our prayers have words, and she's out of ICU, and she's doing quite well. And I also want to bring up Ruby Montana. Ruby Montana is on Facebook. I want you to track her down. And uh, she is having some awesome options for to benefit her Coral Sands Inn. You know, they had to shut down mostly everything, unfortunately. So the Coral Sands Inn is in Las Vegas. And Ruby Montana, if you remember her, she had Ruby Montana Pinto Pony for years. Anyway, she has a lot of her collections that are up for auction. And she's on Facebook every day and every night. So go over there to Ruby Montana, and she has an auction for all her collectibles. And there's some awesome stuff, everything from Fez hats to little salt pepper shakers from the 40s. and I mean, all kinds of incredible stuff. And I got my little... Uh, Arcadia collectible salt and pepper shaker, the tiniest things I've ever seen that are so cute, a little toaster with a little bread and butter pat. I don't know. So it's still stupid, but it was so cute. I couldn't believe it. But anyway, so now I want you to keep me in your prayers 
because I'm going up for uh, eye surgery, so I'll be off for a couple weeks, and then we'll be back on with another splendid guest. And I thank people for calling in, for being on our chat room. Uh, Thank you, chatters, and God bless you guys, and I appreciate you very much. And Corindy Winter, she is an awesome person, so go over there. She has so much resources available to you. So go ahead and go to her website, and uh, she's got a lot of uh, printed words, and she does poetry, and she also does artwork, and she has some books out, and she's a fabulous person and an excellent reader. And I want to God bless you guys, and let's say, I want to play this because I want to wonder how it's going to be sounding. So let's say, uh, 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 organic flow through. Let me see how this sounds. It's just stupid, okay? So don't get mad at me. Negative entertainment potential here. I mean, there's absolutely no organic flow through. I know. (laughs) Anyway. Make sure you have organic flow through. So keep the candles and incense burning, people. Say your prayers. God bless you. I love you very much. And I want to say good night to all. Bye-bye. Be good. Say your prayers. Don't let the bed bugs bite.